normally this is something that I would mention at the end of an episode, but I want to mention it at the beginning here. If you want to know more about my background, my personal history or story, please reach out. I have a contact page on my website, goes directly to my email, and I have been getting a lot of people asking me questions lately. So I actually have a really big backlog of episodes that I wanna put out. Normally I only put episodes out about once a week, but I think I might be doing twice a week episodes for a little while because like I said, I have such a big backlog about things that I'm really excited to talk about. Um, People have been asking questions and I feel like I have a lot of information that I can share. Today, I want to talk about doctors, specifically my experience with the medical world. I want to talk a little bit more about questions that I asked doctors, why it took so long to get answers. Really, this episode is about how you can help the doctor help you best. So I'm just gonna start by saying that our healthcare system, especially in the United States, our medical system is really fucked up. I have a high regard for those in the medical professions, specifically because of this reason. I do encourage working with medical professionals. I would never discourage that. But what I mean when the healthcare system is really fucked up is something that I think is probably pretty obvious to a lot of us. The way medications are difficult to have access to or entirely expensive, insurance issues, lots of different things. Today I also wanna focus on how our healthcare system does us a disservice by feeding us quite often false information. In particular, this is very pertinent to female and women's health. So I'm just going to give you a brief overview of my story, a little bit more in depth this time. When it comes to my actual medical diagnosis, I have come to see it as there were really two sides. The first side was my hormonal imbalance, and the second side was my PTSD that had been undiagnosed. But ironically, the answer to both of these issues I was experiencing, medically speaking, was pretty much the same thing. And that was to learn how to live as a human being again. The hard work in healing your body, it really comes down to doing all the things that none of us feel like doing. It's the thing, it's it's those things that don't get you recognition. Nobody knows about it except you. It's things like walking more, learning to deep belly breathe, owning your own emotions, using your therapy time as a time to make progress and not to just complain and whine. It's about taking ownership of your own medical knowledge. It's learning to cook whole foods and to cook from scratch. And it can even be spending extra money on food and ingredients that are better for you. So as I was discovering all of these medical reasons why I could recognize I wasn't feeling good, I would bring them, I would present them as information to doctors. For 10 years, I jumped from doctor to doctor, never getting answers, having all the tests run, trying a variety of things, and still not knowing why I felt so sick. Like I said, there were two sides for me. On the hormonal side, 
Ever since I had my first period, I had extreme and heavy bleeding and extreme pain. My period looked like this. I would start bleeding and bleed for a minimum of seven days, but usually I was bleeding closer to 12 or 13 days. And most of these days were spent with a very, very heavy flow. I would use a super plus tampon, change it every hour, and still would have leakage. When it came to the pain, I really thought that this pain was something that was normal. I was told by doctors, OBGYNs, I, I kept being told over and over again that this was normal period pain. I once puked from the pain, and another time I passed out from the pain. This pain was what I was feeling even after I had tried to self-medicate with ibuprofen. I tried ibuprofen, mitol, Tylenol, all of it, and I was definitely using it in a way I should not have been. So I would be using more than the recommended dosage of ibuprofen and still having that amount of pain. Now the other side of my medical history was my undiagnosed PTSD due to trauma. These things are not entirely separate, the hormones and the PTSD. I had a lot of mood swings. I was experiencing a lot of different mental health aspects and wasn't quite sure how to explain them. If you want a little bit more in-depth explanation on this, you can go to the first and second episode that I posted on this podcast series. There, I'll speak a little bit more to my experience with mental health. I never felt the need to explore mental health until I was about 18 years old. Up until that point, I hadn't felt something that took over my life. I definitely was always a more high anxiety type A person, but once I turned 18, that was when things really started to go downhill fast. I was dealing with major depression and major anxiety, the kind of mental health that took my life away from me. And truly, I could not recognize who I was anymore. With psychiatrists and doctors, I was exploring the realm of uh, really everything. <laughs> we thought maybe it was narcolepsy. We went through bipolarism and um, multiple personality disorder, just regular old ma major depressive disorder, ADHD, and the list could go on. I've been on antipsychotics, way too many different kinds. And in the end, all that was used to help me were medications, pill after pill after pill. Now this spilled over into other symptoms. We thought maybe I had thyroid cancer at one point. Sleeping disorders were considered. I feel like I could just run the mill of the checklist of every disorder possible. We went through, we tested for it, and always the tests came back the same. I looked like a totally healthy person. When I was young, about 18 years old, I think, I was put on the NuvaRing. This was once I had passed out from period pain. They kind of started to take it a little bit more seriously. Put me on the NuvaRing, which is a hormonal birth control. And that, I felt like I could say that was the beginning of the end for my hormones. Obviously, I had some sort of hormonal imbalance prior to being put on the NuvaRing. But what the NuvaRing did is it hid my symptoms from me. So for about a decade, I thought I was just fine. I thought the NuvaRing had fixed it, had balanced out my hormones, until I started really experiencing the mood disorders. And this was years later. 
it wasn't until I started taking my health and medical knowledge into my own hands that I was able to start finding women who were experiencing similar things to what I was experiencing. It is so easy in our modern medical world to be dismissive of our symptoms and to really only treat the symptom. We don't really get the opportunity to treat the root cause or even take the time to recognize and know what that is. It has been at least a decade, if not more at this point, of me going to doctor after doctor, each time becoming more and more discouraged, thinking maybe it was in my head. Maybe I really have no threshold for pain and I'm just a wuss. Maybe I really am crazy. So I figured if I was going to tell myself I was crazy, I might as well prove it was true. So first thing I did was I made a list of everything that I wanted to see improvement on or feel better about. I then numbered this list according to the most, from the most important to the least important. And this numbering of the list came from me becoming intentional about the long-term improvements that I wanted to see. From there, I then categorized these things and then made groupings. So for me, this is really what it looked like. To make the list, I just brain dumped. I wrote down every symptom I had ever thought that maybe I experienced and was gaslit by thinking it wasn't a symptom. Like skin conditions, dryness in my skin or a stress rash, losing my eyebrow hair slowly over a decade, my period pain. And then I became more attentive to my body. Things that I hadn't considered before were now revealing themselves to me because I was giving it the attention it deserved. So after that initial brain dump, I continued adding to the list over several weeks as things came up in my daily life and I noticed them. This was how I became an active participant in learning about these things. So if something bothered me, rather than brushing it off as normal, or just part of who I was, I noted it down and later came around and researched it. Not only was I able to get more in tune with my body, but this also helped me to bring actual specific and timely examples to my doctors. So it became my proof and my proof of my situational awareness. So then I identified my three biggest concerns. These were things that I felt like were more primary and overall would improve my life. A lot of these more minor things fell under these three bigger concerns. For me, I narrowed them down to the first one being hormones. So this included things like period pain, weight gain, energy loss, etc. My second was mood. So I categorized under here things like depression and anxiety, the lack of emotional cognition I felt, dealing with my trauma. And the third was sleep. I felt wired at night and sluggish in the morning and throughout the day. This was because I didn't have the healthy lifestyle patterns to help regulate my body's natural rhythms. So from there, I was able to much better identify what kind of a life I wanted to have and where my current life didn't match up with that. So now I started tracking. 
This so far, by the way, is all without a doctor's help. At this point, I had given up and basically was told by a doctor that she would not help me anymore. She felt like we had run the course of the tests, things came back normal, I should be good. So these are things that I did on my own. When it came to tracking, there were many things that I started taking track of. And when I say tracking, I mean I literally wrote down in an Excel sheet or in a journal every day. And I did this for months. First thing was hormones. This became more difficult because I didn't have as much education surrounding this. But as I learned more and I did more research on my own, I did eventually come to doing a period tracker. So this um, is actually recommended on my website, a book by um, Elisa Viti, I think her name is, and she wrote the book on period tracking, basically. It's called Cycle Syncing. So you can go on my website and find that book as a reference. You're tracking more than just your menstrual bleed. You are tracking your entire 28-day hormone cycle. I created an online tracker. It's literally just an Excel sheet that you can copy and paste absolutely for free on my website. But I tracked things like breast tenderness, my basal body temperature, my discharge. I even tracked things like cramp whispers, as I called them. I would get like these faint cramps when I wasn't on my period or even close to it. So I was tracking more than just the actual bleeding. Another thing I tracked was my sleep. I would generally try to um, get into a rhythm, but I would know that I would lay there at night for hours and hours wide awake, not able to sleep. And generally I'd keep somewhat of an eye on the clock just to know about the time that I actually fell asleep and then when I woke up. Obviously tracking your sleep is really important for the obvious reasons, but what this information actually helped my doctor help me with in the future was we were able to look at the Chinese calendar for medicine. This is basically a type of integrative medicine that helps us to see which hours of the day certain organs are being replenished and repaired within your body. For me, I noticed that I was often waking up a lot around the four o'clock hour in the morning. It was usually between three and 4 a.m. And we were able to see that that was most likely something connected to my liver and kidneys. I also tracked my mood. This is another one of those things it can be so difficult to track and to know. But the main thing with tracking your mood is recognizing where the start of the mood comes from. So it took me a while to figure this out and a lot of trial and error. But what I eventually figured out was not only did I have to track my emotion or my mood or what I was feeling in the moment, but every time I felt the need to track it, like, oh, I'm feeling depressed or oh, I'm feeling sad, I had to become extremely intentional about asking myself whether it was extrinsic or intrinsic. So I'm feeling depressed right now. Am I feeling depressed because something happened in my extrinsic world and that's making me feel this way? Or am I depressed right now because I literally just woke up and feel depressed? That's a more intrinsic emotion. So looking at whether or not there were external stimuli causing the mood shifts. 
I also was tracking, obviously, my exercise and general health. And with this one, you really have to be honest with yourself. For me, being honest meant admitting that I was definitely overdoing it. I was under eating or trying to cut out way too much food without filling it back in with whole beneficial foods. And I was absolutely over-exercising. And then the last thing I tracked was stress levels. This is another one where you just have to be brutally honest and ask yourself, how am I actually feeling? Now, this is not going to be a comparison to what your typical normal life has been. This is going to be a comparison to when your nervous system is set again at baseline. For me, there were a lot of stressors from my traumas and my past and my PTSD that to me, for most of my life, had just been normal things. I had to get honest with myself and recognize that living in a trauma state is not regulated and is not normal. At this point, I have identified my biggest concerns and I've created tracking systems and implemented them for months minimum. At this point, I really felt like I did have a lot of data or a lot more understanding in general about my body and my lifestyle. So about this time was when I found my holistic doctor and all of these things that I had been tracking, all this self-awareness that I was building up became extremely helpful in helping him immediately address my biggest concerns. So in order to help my doctor help me, The biggest change that I made was doing all the obvious things that were within my immediate control, but they were the things I did not want to do. And I give you a forewarning. This is the hardest part, what I'm going to tell you next. It's all the things, like I said in the beginning, that won't get you recognition, that other people probably won't even know about you. But these are the things that create the sum whole of who you are as a person. And I can break these down into basically two categories for you. The first one is whole food eating. I did the work of singling out the foods that were disrupting my system and harsh on my gut. And then I cut them out entirely. Now, when I cut these things out, I mean that most of them I still have cut out of my diet. And even the ones that I might have here and there now, I did not have for a minimum of six months. This is going to be like dairy and gluten. Also, refined sugars, packaged foods. And when I say packaged foods, I'm not just talking about candies and chips. Those ones are obvious. I'm talking even about packaged pastas, canned vegetables, anything that wasn't grown or raised naturally from this earth, There was a long period there where I did not eat it. Like I said, over time, I maybe slowly have adapted this, and as I've gotten healthier, I can add these things back in once in a while. But the point here is to not go into it like I did, with the mindset that I would just do it for as long as I had to, and then fix my body and go right back to eating the way I wanted. That was my mindset for a long time. The point here is to do these things so that it becomes who you are. To some degree or another, it becomes your lifestyle. At first, it is a constant choice that you have to make, and it feels heavy and might be really difficult. 
but eventually it really is just who you are. It becomes normal. You adapt. And the lifestyle that you were living is so far out of your mind and so far from who you are and what you want. The second thing was slower living. You are most likely going to need to slow down in order to listen to your body and hear what it is telling you. So this is going to be regulating your nervous system, using management techniques for anxiety and stress, rewiring your brain. Ask yourself, what does it mean to be a human? What does it mean to experience an earth life? Get outside and get into nature way more. Rather than over-exercising, using things like cold showers and saunas to help stimulate and regulate your nervous system. I used slow-moving stretching, yoga, and walking. Meditation, becoming more aware of your mental state. And just habits in general, especially habits surrounding how you start and end your day. There really isn't some big secret here. The only secret that I have learned is to stop treating myself like I'm not a human being. Observe the animals around you. They sleep, they rest, they bask in the sunshine, they play, they eat food. Adapt your lifestyle to be more like them. And most importantly, the greatest advice I can give you is to find doctors and practitioners who believe you who are ready to stand beside you in the fight that you're making for your life. Advocate for yourself. At the end of the day, you are the one who has to go home and live in your body and in your life, not your doctor. The most value that you're going to get out of your doctor's visit is when you accept that you are the expert of your body. Nobody is living your experience other than you, and nobody can understand if you can't help them understand. So be the active participant in your health journey, and that is how you will get the most out of it. Again, if there's any clarification that could help you, please reach out to me. I'm more than happy to share more information. And if you're in the Southern California area, I would love to share information about doctors, therapists that I've worked with and who have helped me. Like I said, keep your eye out because in the next couple of days even, I'm going to be having some more episodes out. Really excited that we're going to be talking more about therapy sessions and what they should look like, doing more mini-series in nutrition. We're going to be talking about dream journals and dream interpretation, things like the chakras, the vagus nerve, astrology, narcissistic abuse, and I'm just so excited to keep these episodes coming out for you. Stay tuned. I will see you there.